East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Linda. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Leslie. (laughs) We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth sister, and she will be making guest appearances throughout the series. We're obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outbursts as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged rep the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. Yeehaw! What? I don't, I don't know where that came from. It just, it just needed to come out. Oh, no. You guys ready? You guys ready? This one needs to guess where we're going. She ain't never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never, never gonna, gonna get, get it. it. Is it not East Coast? No, it is not. Oh. What? Dear. Yeah. I should have let you kept guessing until you guessed, like, every state. Well, it would only been 13. Shout yeah. But still. No. Huh? <laughs> That's just the original colonies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Florida is not part of that 13. No, it's not. No. Is it still U.S.? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nevada. Nope. Damn. Oh, close. Kind of. Arizona. No. You're, no. What? Midwest? North? No, it's in that time zone. What time zone? East? <laughs> West? Washington. No. Oh, Oregon? I was like, no. Central Mountain Time? <laughs> Colorado. No. Texas? What else was over there? North Dakota? Bitches, <laughs> oh. where are y'all at? <laughs> where are we going? Wait, Cal- no. You she said, said Nevada. You said West Coast? Yeah. Pacific? Uh-huh. Pacific? <laughs> I don't know what you said. <laughs> What's the other side's time called? Pacific? Pacific. Okay. There's Central Mountain. That's what I said earlier. Yeah, and that's not it. Okay. isn't north and south dakota the same yeah but that's not where we're going are you okay california yes oh that was a big state that you missed yeah like when i wasn't there yet i like went here then i went to wisconsin and then i i mean wisconsin washington (laughs) and then i came back down and around i I figured from washington she was gonna go down the coast so like my eyes got real big i was like yes yes and then you were like only one other state under washington and that's california yeah (laughs) i know I need a map. I don't need just a map of the East Coast anymore. I need a whole map. <laughs> also, speaking of that, next recording, our map will be up. Maps. Both of them? Two yes. of them. So the big, big one from Tessa, I couldn't find frames for it, even just like poster frames, because it's so big. Poster stickers. I understand what you're saying, but there's a plan in my brain. So Lamination. I- yes. I took it to Staples to get laminated, so then I'm going to Why get... didn't you just give it to my mother? Because your mother does bad things with laminators. No, she doesn't. Some... I don't know. I don't know. The only thing that she's ever done bad was my ultrasound. Yeah. Thermal paper. Anyway, so I... 
Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Turned the whole thing black. <laughs> yeah. So I took it to Staples. They're laminating That's it. Funny. And then I'm going to put it up on the wall. I was telling Linda like how we had this. Nerf gun. No, no. Oh, we could do a Nerf gun. I didn't even think about that. With the lamination. Can we get one of those, like, bazooka ones? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) With the backpack. Yes. (laughs) We just need to put, like, foam over here so we don't hit Jonathan's workstation. But, um, no, so, like, we can use dry erase. So when we want to go back and look stuff up, like... Updating on like not dead yet criminals and shit like that. Like uh Jimmy. Wasn't his name Jimmy? Yes. Yeah. Robinson, not Robinson. Robertson. Mm -hmm. Yes. Robinson. (laughs) I was waiting for it. Yeah, so like that. We can write the like undry erase, so then we can I told Linda that and she was like, It'll never happen. It's not. I know. But but listen, I'm excited. Be excited. Okay, so today we are going this is to... my last day. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't here. <laughs> okay, do we start out in California? Yes, the okay. whole thing is in California. So this was listener requested. Okay, thank you, listener. Andrea, I don't know who she is. She found me on Instagram. I was going to say Facebook, but that wasn't it. She found me on Instagram and she messaged me. She's like, I want you to do this story because I know how you are and you're going to go crazy, like in depth. And I was just like, how you know me? Because she listens to the show. Thank you for being an avid listener. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We are going to Covina, California. Uh huh. You will figure out halfway through who the person is. Me? I already know. No, no, no. I'm saying like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm not telling you straight up. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting into it. Okay. So we are going to talk about the Ortega family. There are lies. Rewind that. Yes. So we're going to talk about the Ortega family. There is Joseph and Alicia. They are. The matriarch and patriarch of the family. Okay. I don't know what the combined word is. The heads of the family? Sure. Heads of the household? Sure. So... The patriarchs? No, that's just the man. That's why I said patriarch and matriarch. Anyway, hmm? a matriarch is a mom. I understand that. But if it's both of them, doesn't it usually take the male side? I don't know. I don't That's like That's what I'm saying. So it's the same thing. Okay, fine. Whatever. English. Fuck English. I can't do English. Anyway, <laughs> so there's Joseph and Alicia Ortega. Mm-hmm. They are Mexican immigrants, and they have been married for 53 years. Wait. Okay. They have five children. James, he's 51. Charles is 49. Leticia... Leticia, Leticia, girl. Leticia? Yes. Girl, I can't. You know how many English-speaking people I listen to talking about this? It, it messed me over. She's 47. Mm-hmm. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put the do not disturb on. The moon. I know. Okay. 
of it. I'm watching. 51, Charles is 49. Leticia is 47. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then Alicia is 46. And Sylvia is 43. Hmm. So Covina is this very, like, small, quiet, low key community. Everybody knows everybody. It's 22 miles east of LA. And when they moved here, they had like that whole American dream and it was going to be wonderful. And it actually did go really well for them. Wait, what year is this? So currently and the time that everything happens, it's 2008. Oh, nope. Too close. Too close. <laughs> okay. That's the year I graduated from high school. Yo, why would you? It is? Yeah, I graduated in 08. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, that you're was old. so loud ago. Loud. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Work has just drained me. <laughs> like, it's that season. I know. I know. Okay, 2008. Mm-hmm. So that's their ages in 2008. Correct. Okay. And so the parents in 2008 have been married for 53 years. Okay. And Joseph had his own industrial paint business, and he ended up retiring, I think, a couple of years before, but then his sons took over. Then they handled the industrial paint business, and they had a huge Mexican family, and everyone in the community... What? No, continue. I'm trying to think, but it's okay. Anyway. No, I don't know this one. Okay. Okay, good. So... <laughs> I thought I didn't. The family, they basically called the family, like, the pillar of the community. Mm -hmm. They're... All of their kids went to schools in the area. All of their grandchildren went to schools in the area. If you knew one of them, you knew all of them. And whenever they would see you, they would just give you, like, hugs and treat you like you were their best friend ever. Like, they were just, they were amazing. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. They was amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? What <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where our story ends. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> so, along with all of this, you know how we are as Hispanics lies. I don't know if all Hispanics are like this, but I know our family is like this. How, like, we love Christmas. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're like that. They loved Christmas. And... Every Christmas Eve, everyone would come to the parents' house. So Joseph and Alicia's, Alicia's, <gasps> Alice's house, all of the family would get together. So it would be like 30 plus people in this house. We know how that goes. So it is December 24th, 2008. Got it? Got it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So the entire family are there. Is there. All five of the children... So, like, yeah. And then the children's children, so the grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So, at this point, people said there's about 25 people in the house. But so they loved Christmas so much that they would even have, like, their neighbor come by and dress up as Santa and, like, meet with all the kids. And that just reminded me of, like, us, how right. Larry should have been here for this one. <laughs> So, like, it was a lie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I think they said it had been a couple years since they have had the Santa because the neighbor who normally played Santa moved away. 
everyone's at the house. It's in full swing. They're playing a game of poker. And everyone's just, like, excited. It's around, like, 11.30, 11.45 at night. And they hear a knock on the door. One of the little girls runs to the door. And she opens the door, screams, it's Santa, right? Shortly after the doorbell rang and the little girl is screaming at Santa, a bunch of 911 calls come in from the Ortega's neighbor. The caller is saying, come immediately, they're burning down someone's house. The fire department was dispatched to the Ortega house, and but calls kept coming in. Leticia called and she was like, the house is on fire. My mom's house is on fire. My mom's house is burning down. And other people were calling saying there's shots coming from the house and the house is in flames. The fire department got there almost immediately because it's not that big of a town. Right. And by the time they got there, the entire house was engulfed in flames. How? We're getting there. Santa's a bad man. Oh. <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> so one Krampus. <laughs> so one lieutenant said, when I arrived, to describe it as apocalyptic would have been accurate. The only Ortega family members police could locate was Leticia Leticia Leticia. She had managed to escape the fire. Her husband, her eight-year-old daughter, and they all made it to the neighbor's house. But by the time the police got there, Leticia had left. Because her daughter got shot in the face. So she was at the hospital with her daughter. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Keep on. Where did they come from? Where did they go? Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> so there's 80, fire, <laughs> there's 80 firefighters at the house. 80? 80. Okay. So I just had to make several, sure it was 80 and not 8. No. How no. big was the house? Not that big. Probably the size of, like... A the, rancher? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ranch. <laughs> so, at this point, and from how engulfed the house was in flames, they mm-hmm. were like, this has to be arson. Something had to have happened, because if it was just, like, a candle fell over or something happened... Yeah, no, that's cooking, ha- It arson. wouldn't have been that bad. No. Depending on the fabric that is used as the carpet in the house... Bullshit. Don't tell me no. Yes. <laughs> Not that fast. No. Anyway, so (laughs) as the police are trying to get everything under control and the fire department is trying to get everything under control, Mm -hmm. 16 people are accounted for and nine people are missing. Who? Nine people are missing. 16 are accounted for. This was after? This is while the blaze is going on. It's it's the family members. Yes. There's 25 people in that house and only 16 are outside of the house. But you said three got out the house. Like immediately. Okay. So uh, when the cops got there, they, more people were able to get out. Like, okay. So mm-hmm. from talking to the people that got out of the house, they found out that someone was dressed as Santa mm-hmm. had unexpectedly showed up at their house. Katerina is the eight-year-old. She opened the front door and screams at Santa. That's really all they're getting because everyone's just like, Worked up. Frazzled. Yeah. So in the middle of the investigation, some neighbors come over and they're like, we just left this party. Like we were here, we were invited and we left the party and we saw this car leaving and they live on like a dead end street. They were like, so it didn't really make sense to us because we don't know this car. 
So they gave the police a description of the car, and they put out an APB for it. And so they finally get the blaze under control. And they have, of course, they have to wait a while because, like, it's still hot. Mm -hmm. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. So once they get everything under control and they can get into the house, they find nine bodies burned beyond recognition. They could not identify the victims just by looking at them, so they had to use dental records to identify oh, all of the victims. I, I, I. The nine victims are Joseph, who is the father, Alicia, who is the mom, James, Teresa, Charles, Alicia, the daughter, Sherry, Sylvia, and Michael. Michael is 17 years old, and he was upstairs playing video games when everything happened. So he didn't know he didn't know what was going on. So from that small investigation they did, they realized that at least three of the victims were caught like their deaths were caused solely by gunshot wounds. The other four had died from a combination of gunshot wounds and the blast, and then two were just blast. You didn't say blaze. You said blast. Yes. Something exploded. Yes. <laughs> And two other deaths were solely from the fire. Okay. Okay. And with this entire tragedy, there were, like, from everything that happened, in their family, 13 children were orphaned, and two had lost at least one parent. Damn. You good, Linda? No. So, while all of this is going on, police in the same area get a call from a man... His name is Brad Pardo, and he said that he had just gotten home, he opened the front door, and he found his brother Bruce lying dead in a pool of blood. Once they arrived, the police found a single gunshot wound in Bruce's head from oh. a 9 millimeter pistol. There was a 9 millimeter pistol, like, in his lap near him, but there was also another one on the floor. And then there was a gunshot... Anyway... <laughs> And then there was a bullet what? hole in the ceiling. So from the two guns and then the way that the scene was, they figured there's a second shooter. Like, there was two people in this room when something happened. Are you crying? No, I'm just thinking of a TikTok where the guy's like, I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> it's like high noon. And the guy's like, oh, no, I can't do that. I, got, I have an appointment. He's like, oh, okay. You want to schedule another time? <laughs> Anyway, oh my God. so by the time that his brother got there, it was like around midnight, a little bit after midnight, because he helped, he was like an usher at like, not an usher. Yeah, I guess like an usher at a party or something, like a Christmas party. I don't know why they have ushers. That's what everyone called it. Stop making those creepy eyes. <laughs> what? Anyway, so all of Yeah, come in, come in. Basically, like, like, man. I don't know. They didn't say. They just kept calling him an usher. Like, okay. he was at a party. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Maybe he was so, at a church party. Um, for God. Potentially. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> shut up. So, all of Brad's neighbors... So, <laughs> Brad... Shut up, Linda. I'm sorry. So Brad is Bruce's brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The blah, 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 the Wait, it messes who's me the up. dead one? Brad? Bruce. Bruce. I'm Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so all of Brad's neighbors were saying that Bruce was so polite. He's very upbeat. He's always happy to see people, and they don't understand who would have wanted to hurt him. 
from what I found out, Brad is a very smart guy. He has a bachelor's degree in computer science. He worked contractually for the government, and he also worked in NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Interesting. I, I thought that was cool. That is cool. So four years before Ew. this moment, oh my God. <laughs> he met a woman named Sylvia Ortiz. She had two children from her first marriage and one child from another relationship. They met a year, they got married a year after meeting. Bruce's neighbors, so Bruce and Sylvia's neighbors, said they were both very loving and supportive parents of the children. They were such lovely people, and it was wonderful. But it slowly started to decline within the past year. Mm -hmm. Police found out that... uh, Bruce had suffered from a knee injury, and he had gotten surgery. But because of his injury, he started just letting go of himself, I guess. And he was gaining weight. He was acting different. He seemed kind of depressed. But then he was also being like a grungy hermit because he wouldn't take showers. And he would wear the same clothes for like several days in a row without taking a shower. So Sylvia was like, I ain't doing this because you're not pulling your weight. So I'm not doing this anymore. She moved out in March 2008. Their divorce was finalized December 17th, 2008. As police are digging deeper into this divorce, because they're like, well, maybe she put a hit on him or something. Who knows? They found out that Sylvia's maiden name is Ortega. I was going to ask that. And she was one of the ones who passed away in the house. So they were like, shit. She's dead. He's dead. There's a dude, like, they're just, like, somebody, like, it's too small of a circle, like, a margin for this shit to be, like, okay, cool. My bad. Her to be, like, not a coincidence, like, it's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, obviously there's someone at large because there's a gun here. No and shit. he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then... They also found out when they, as they were performing the autopsies on the bodies as best they could, mm-hmm. that the victims were also shot at least once each with a nine millimeter handgun in close range. Every single person that was shot. Okay. So they were like, it obviously because you said Leticia and her husband and her daughter were the only ones that. No. Immediately so, get out, got out. Okay, so the people who they're doing the autopsies on were all okay. shot at least once. So the nine victims, except for the one, uh, Michael, who was who upstairs. Was right, right. So he was the only one. Okay. He was the only one what? That wasn't shot. That wasn't oh. shot because he was playing video games. Oh, no, he lies. Two, 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 two. Because they said two were just from the fire. Okay. Yeah. So the seven had at least been shot once. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas Day, December 25th, 2008. And at this point, they're, like, getting shit is rolling. They're figuring it out. Leticia is still at the hospital with her daughter, Katerina. And they're like, okay, we understand this is a hard time for you, but we need to interview you. And she was like, everyone was enjoying the evening. It's going fine. You know, like, we're starting to leave and everything. And the doorbell rang, and my daughter ran and opened the door. And she's screaming, it's Santa. She's so excited. And then the man in the Santa suit shot her in the face and then started open, like, he just started shooting at the family, just like everyone in there. 
And Leticia said, despite the Santa Claus costume, the beard and the hat and everything, she could identify the shooter. And she told them that it was her sister's ex-husband, Bruce Pardo. What? So who killed Bruce? We're getting there. Oh, my God. So all of the neighbors are like, oh, no, not Bruce. He couldn't have done that. He was such a great guy, and he has a degree, and he went to college, and he's this wonderful man, and blah. He doesn't fit a killer's profile. He would never do that. Wow, Linda. Why? If Leticia knew who it was, well, I guess everything happened so quick. Yep. So. Tackle that bitch to the ground. He's already got a broken leg. <laughs> well, he had surgery, like, maybe a year ago. <laughs> Stop touching shit. I'm sorry. So investigators go back to Brad's house where they found Bruce dead, and they searched his car. Ooh. So Bruce's car is outside of Brad's house. And they look in the car, and inside the vehicle, they find a Santa suit and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. So as they go to take the Santa suit out of the car, they realize that it is hooked to a road flare, and the tension from pulling the Santa suit sets off the road flare. The car blow up? Hell to the fuck yeah, it did. Because all those rounds of ammunition lit. Oh my god. So it was the booty trap. Booty traps. Wow. Yep. So the car went up in flames, but luckily no one was hurt. So, like, it kind of, like... Did they get a picture of that shit? I have pictures! Of the Santa suit in the car before it went yeah. kaboom? Okay. Oh, no, they got the Santa suit out because they pulled it, and they pulled the string on the road oh, flare. okay, I understand. So then it went in the car. Fuck that. That's how you know it was him, because this shit was so smart. Who the fuck's going to think of that on a normal day? Yeah, but who killed him? So... This is other evidence that we have found in doing autopsies and just looking at everything all around. So there is gunpowder residue on Bruce's clothing and his hands. Uh And he also has gunpowder burns on his hands. He has $17,000 in cash strapped to his body. Bruce? Yes. They... Why, though? We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> so he has second and third degree burns on his hands and arms. Mm-hmm. He has red material that melted into his pants and onto his skin. And from the coroner's report, it is conclusively determined that he committed suicide and there was no second shooter. Sanana Beach. (laughs) And Bruce did not leave a suicide note, so that kind of led them to believe, like, we don't think he meant, like, he wasn't planning to kill himself. Because, I mean, he has 17, yes. Lies. Who knows? So, as all this is going down, they're getting Mm -hmm. autopsy reports, they're figuring shit out, car blows up. There is a man in Mm -hmm. Pasadena, California, and he calls the cops, and he was like... Bring, bring. Answer your telephone. Wait. When did he call? Uh, She don't know. No. I I didn't write it down. He called on the 26th. Okay. So. I'm I'm like, I'm so into this story. I'm not writing anything (laughs) So a man in Pasadena, California calls, and he reported a suspicious vehicle outside of his house. It is a small SUV. Mm -hmm. It is a RAV4. He gives them the plates, 
and they run the plates. They find out the car is connected to a rental company. They get a hold of the rental company. That rental car is rented to Bruce. Bruce. Correct. What the? So it was packed with a bunch of supplies. There was a laptop. Wait, so no one's in the car? No one's in the car. This car has been outside of this man's house for a couple, like, for I'm sitting here days. thinking there's a oh, suspicious thought, character. That's what I no, thought no, too. No, no, no. There's that's, just what? That's how I felt when you said oh. that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought somebody else was there. I'm like, oh, there's a second shooter. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So we conclusively determined there was no second shooter. Paul. That doesn't mean shit. Okay. This was uh, no, the day after. I have watched too many documentaries. <laughs> this is <laughs> No. So three of them so far. I don't believe. Okay. So it was packed with supplies, including... One of them's Kurt Cobain. Okay, anyway. It was, oh, here she goes with her I know, she theory. started telling me about this. Yo, she told me I had to watch it. conspiracy theory about... Um, oh, my God. The Red Room? No, 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 no. I don't know. Paul McCartney? Ow! <laughs> she hit Paul me. McCartney? No. no. What? How apparently Paul McCartney died, but they covered it up. So they got another guy who looks exactly like Paul McCartney, but he went from being one-sided guitar player to the other side of guitar player. But Paul McCartney's really dead. And so there's another man living Paul McCartney's life, but he's not actually Paul McCartney. He's an imposter. It's I'm this, looking this up later. It's this whole thing. Look it up. Reddit. Look it up. I hate you all. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... Finally, we get to the contents in the car. There is a laptop, Mm -hmm. maps of Mexico and the United States. But not the East Coast. It's the whole United States. The whole U.S. So, yeah, the East Coast is there. Food. Shut up. Food. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I love how she looked at me. Like, bitch, you going to do it again. I saw your hat twitch. Goddamn reindeer on your head. It's a bear. It's a bear in your reindeer hat. Okay, Santa. You have a very good outfit for today. Thanks, I didn't even know. know. I know. So I'm ready. Food. Winter is coming. <laughs> clothes and water in this car and when they look at the registration that is in the car to make sure that like these plates are the actual plates that go with this car Mm -hmm. they find out that bruce had made a fake registration so if he ever got pulled over or whatever it would look like he owned the vehicle huh interesting Mm -hmm. and the suv was parked 500 feet away from the house of scott nord he is the man that called this in Mm-hmm. He is also Sylvia's divorce lawyer. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was going to go and get him. <laughs> so another thing that they realized as mm-hmm. in like talking to the family and stuff like that. So there's the car here, whatever. Bruce's mother Mm -hmm. was supposed to be at that Christmas party, but she canceled because she wasn't feeling well. Was she not feeling well? Did she know? Bastard. Oh. I thought my thing stopped playing. 
I know. <laughs> Mine did too. You it's said okay. it too quietly, so the mic didn't, didn't pick, pick you, you up. up. Ew. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so she told them she wasn't feeling well. And what was this mom's name? They, I don't know. Oh, okay. No one ever released it. Bruce, mom, supposed to go to party, did not attend. Yes. Sus. It is sus until you find out that he was probably planning to kill his mother as well. What? Because he felt that during and after the divorce, she sided with Sylvia. And Fair he enough. was not happy about this. Of course, because he reverted that? to a teenage dirtbag. Oh, <laughs> just wait. Oh, yeah, let's go. So, upon... I'm ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure you're ready? Yes. Because she's going to get really mad. It's going to oh, be a good... fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, upon questioning Scott, so Scott Nord, the attorney for Sylvia, he found out that before... Sylvia even filed for divorce that she received mail claiming Bruce was... She received mail claiming that Bruce is claiming a dependent on a tax write-off. And she's like, I'm the only one who has children. What are you talking about? Like, why would he be claiming a child? Come to find out, Bruce had a child named Matthew, has a child named Matthew from a previous relationship with a woman named Elena. He, okay. The child was in his the relationship was before Sylvia. No, I so. understand. But is the child with the other mother? And does she know that he is claiming him? No, she does not know. And yes, the child is with the other mother, and we're going to get there. Mm. So when Matthew was 13 months old, Elena left Bruce and the kid home alone to go grocery shopping. Simple task. Take care of your child. How hard can that be? She gets home. Elena is... Bruce's ex-girlfriend. Okay. Which is Matthew's mom. There's two, there's a lot of people in this I story. Know. I know. Trust I, me. I need a family tree. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Elena gets home from grocery shopping. She comes in the house. Bruce is watching TV. Okay. She goes, kid's room. Kid's not in the room. She asks Bruce, where's the kid? Bruce doesn't know where his child is. The 13-month-old baby... Is nowhere to be found. Sounds very familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they find Matthew. Not our kids, by the way. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not our <Just> kids. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> it's not even related to us. Anyway, so they found Matthew mm-hmm. floating in the pool in their backyard. <gasps> they got the baby out of the pool, and Matthew was in a vegetative state for a while. He suffered severe brain damage due to the lack of oxygen in his brain. Obviously, he was drowning. During the first week Matthew was in the ICU, Bruce never left Matthew's side. But once the doctors told him and Elena that Matthew would have permanent brain damage and be wheelchair-bound for life, Bruce, quote-unquote, couldn't handle it anymore. Less than six months after he neglected his child and let him drown in a pool, he left Elena and Matthew, and he never visited the ICU and never saw Matthew ever again after that day. He left Elena to deal with everything. Within the first year, Matthew's medical bills were 
thousand dollars in one year. So, because of all that going on, Elena sued Bruce on his one thousand a hundred thousand dollars homeowners homeowners insurance policy. She won. And Bruce was forced to set up a $240,000, a $240 a month trust for Matthew. So he had to put $240 into a trust every month for Matthew. And he never saw Matthew again, despite trying to put this child as a dependent on his taxes. So Sylvia, his wife, finds this out and she is fucking pissed. She finds out the entire thing, and she is just like, he's reckless, he's a monster, he's heartless, and she, like, from what people say that were around her when she found this out and, like, what the lawyer said, it was like, she's scared at this point because it's like, he's my husband, and I don't know this about him. How the fuck is he keeping this from me? And I have my own children that I leave him with And he's not responsible enough to take care. Like, what? So she found all this out. She's pissed. She left him. She takes her children, and she leaves. Fair enough. So in June of 2008, Brad was ordered to pay $1,785 a month in spousal support. They put him on a payment plan of $450 for unpaid fees of, like, Three thousand five hundred dollars, and this is going to Sylvia. Yes. Okay. And when he, the divorce was finalized on December seventeenth, so it's like right before the holiday. But they waived the spousal support that he was supposed to be paying while the divorce was going through because he had lost his job. Because in July of two thousand eight, Bruce was fired because he was fraudulently billing clients for work he didn't do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At this point, police are like, fuck, this dude is fucked up. And also, we need to get a search warrant for his house. So they get a search warrant for his house, and they're going through the house. They're just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, looking around, trying to figure this out. They pull up to the house, and it is, like, decked out for Christmas, like, over the top. And, like, as they're talking to the neighbors, they're like, yeah, it was a little weird, but he's been pretty happy lately, so we didn't think anything of it because, like, Halloween hit, and then, like, instantly the Christmas decorations went up. And even when Sylvia was living here, it was never like that. Like, she would wait until, like, after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they're going through the house. They find boxes from nine nine 9mm guns, ammunition black powder, bomb-making material, and on his computer, he had the typed-out plans for his massacre. So they go to a little shed behind his house, and there is a workshop that he made. They find valves, cut hoses, and a spray device that had the motor cut out of it, and a CO2 canister on top. So it kind of was like a homemade flamethrower, sort of. Yeah. But there was no, like, ignition point. So we're getting there. And one of the reporters, I didn't get a name because they didn't really say a name. It was anonymous. But he had been covering the area for over 30 years. Why are you laughing? (laughs) You said something about you didn't know, like, the ignition. What? 
<laughs> Grab your torch and pitchfork. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. I had I spaced out after I started laughing. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. So Shed, workshop. Yeah. Flamethrower. Mm-hmm. So a reporter who had covered this area for 30 years, this is kind of how they summed it up, was, and I quote, This divorce shattered Bruce Pardo. It became his obsession. Bruce began to plot ways to get back at Sylvia. I think that he had decided he just wasn't going to kill her, but he was going to kill everything that she loved and take it and wipe it off the face of the earth. Yep. So that's it? Oh, yes, but no, because a couple of the children that survived recounted the entire event, and I'm about to tell it to you. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You ready? No, but yes. Linda doesn't look ready. I just... I know. This was... This was it, it was just kind of like a trigger, honestly. Oh, no, I know. Like, I was watching this and reading it, and I was like, one of my fucking sister's ex-husband comes up in this bitch. I'm a fucking... Lose my fucking shit. <laughs> like, well, I'm just saying. We gotta tackle him to the ground. I know, and I got this. Okay, but first of all, none of that. One, we can just kick the one in the knee and he's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, you just gotta like, in his spine, and then he's just gonna come along <laughs> down oh like God, one stop. of those little toys that you push the button and then just bang <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> oh... Trust me, I got this. I was watching this, and I was just coming up with plans, like fucking Kevin <laughs> McAllister, and I was like, all the fucking marbles on the ice, and they just got to slide down the fucking stairs and break us back again. Santa, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pardo arrived in the neighborhood around 11.30 at night. When he arrived, a lot of the people had been leaving the house, And so a lot of the adults were in the front of the house, but a lot of the children were in the backyard playing by the pool and they were either playing by the pool or like Michael upstairs, he was playing video games. I put Michaela. Anyway, so at this point around 1145-ish, there's a knock on the door and Katerina goes running to the door and opens it. Pardo had a gift. He's holding... Well, he's dragging it, I guess, because it's on wheels. His homemade flamethrower is wrapped up like a Christmas present to pull off his Santa aesthetic. As she opens the door and is screaming, it's Santa, it's Santa, and she's so excited, he bends over and pulls out two semi-automatic handguns out of his pockets. He shoots her in the face, but luckily she had moved when she saw him pull it out. So it just grazed the side of her face, and she only has cosmetic injuries. So she was completely fine. Right after that happens, both of her uncles are shot, and they fall to the ground. According to one of the, I guess one of their nephews, so one of the grandsons, James recognized Bruce. So one of the uncle, you know what I mean? James, the son Mm -hmm. of the whatever. He recognized Bruce and he screamed, it's Bruce. So Charles got shot first and then James got shot. They both hit the ground, but at the same time as they're wounded, they're struggling to kind of get off the floor and like figure out a way to like tackle Bruce. Get him down. Even though they're both shot. Joseph, Alicia, and then 
two of their daughters and Teresa, who was their daughter-in-law, run and they hide underneath of the dining room table. Someone, like, they're all screaming run. Everyone's freaking out. At this point, Bruce is just going through the house, shooting anyone he can see. But he kind of made a beeline for Joseph and Alicia, and he just shot them execution style right in front of everyone. One of the grandsons, and this is a quote, he said, everybody by this time is screaming and shouting, and I don't have anything in my head but leave. I got scared, so I ran. I heard, all I heard was gunshots, and I ran. I broke through a window. I punched it. I shattered the glass. I jumped through it to get out of the house. But that's really the number one thing I regret in my my life. I should have turned the other way and ambushed him or have done something. But at the time, I think they said he was 15. Mm -hmm. So at this point, Leticia is calling the cops and she's yelling, I heard the shots. Everyone started panicking and running. We all dove under the dining room table. But when she realizes that her daughter had gotten shot and she's by the front door, she kind of like makes a break for it. And she grabs her daughter and runs out the front door with her since she's right there and she ran to the neighbor's house. During this whole thing, he's just literally shooting everywhere without a care in the world. Just he doesn't he's like not even really aiming for people at this point. He's just shooting everywhere. Once he runs out of ammunition, he walks back to the door where he left the flamethrower. He ends up shooting out about 18 gallons of gasoline into the house. Holy cow. What he did not account for was the fact that the family probably had candles lit in the house. So as he is spraying these 18 gallons of candle, candles of gasoline. It's just going up in flames already. It just ignited because the candle was on. So when that burst happened, he was severely burnt. Somehow he made it out of his car, drove 40 miles to his brother's house. And at this point, he's like, they assume he's like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Like, I have, he has second and third degree burns for the most part all over his body. The suit is freaking melted to his skin. And so... He goes to his brother's house, and they said that he probably put the gun in his mouth, shot up, and he killed himself. But they're pretty sure that he had a plan since the his getaway car was in front of the lawyer's house. He probably had a plan to drive to the lawyer's house, kill the lawyer, and then take the car and flee the country because of all the money he had strapped to him and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yep. People suck. Yeah. Just a tad. I'm sorry. Damn. Was that too depressing for you guys? No. No. That was just crazy. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say depressing. It was it it made me really angry. Yeah. Yeah, that I can say. Yeah, it made me really angry, especially because we have a Michael. What does that have to do with anything? Who plays video games and would be the hermit upstairs in the room who would not fucking know what the no. fuck is going on. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. It just like, I was just like, <laughs> that was me. You good from that? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Geez. I'm just irritated. I mean, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. he is. <clears throat> and all I have to say is like, 
I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. And then, like, the thing that blew my fucking mind was the fact that, like, 13 children were orphaned. Right. Like, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. Only one sister survived out Mm -hmm. of the entire, like, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, if that was me, I'd be on a fucking rampage. But then I'd be pissed because dude killed himself. I was going to say, what else can you do? Because the person who's responsible for it is already dead. Yeah, I know. But, like, there's interviews with her. And, like, she did an interview with Oprah. And it was, like, where are they now kind of interview. Mm -hmm. And she was, like, I kind she said that she basically forgave him because she's, like, I couldn't live my life with, like, that anger in my heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Katerina now speaks out against gun violence and stuff like that. I think, yeah, so. Leticia, mm-hmm. she adopted a lot of the kids. She took them in. What about the other ones? Uh, I think, well. Two two of the other parents, you said, made it out, though. Yeah, well, it was. So, so it was, was like the, in-laws, she was not. Yeah. Yes. Okay, in-laws, yeah, yeah. not siblings. So the spouse. Yeah. Okay. Because they said uh, two children lost at least one parent. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy sauce. That's the thing that you say. I couldn't remember what it was. I tried telling someone about it. I was like, sometimes I want to be like, stop trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. (laughs) (laughs) Mean girls. She's always like, so fetch. And I'm like, Leslie says this thing. And I'm just like, I I can't even remember what she says. I was like. Something about sauce. Oh, my like, God. awesome sauce? Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, it's cute, though. Is that, is that, well, I, either, either one, I, I don't say. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what you're, like, trying to, for me to remember what I say all the time? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> that's been, like, five months. I know. <laughs> now we know. I couldn't remember. I don't say it that often, though. Not anymore. My thing now is weird. I know. I, I find myself doing that just randomly throughout the day. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> it's so much fun when you say it that way. Everybody then, do it. Weird. <laughs> I did not need that to happen. I didn't think that we were actually all going to do it, and then y'all did it. It's us and the listeners. Mm-hmm. We all did it at the same time. Ready? No. Weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's like I've how we say bye at the end and we're like, bye. I've realized I started saying that when I leave voicemails for my coworkers. <laughs> Instead of being like, okay, bye, call me back, text me, whatever. I'm like, okay, bye. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like that that like, I've only been saying for like forever. <laughs> I always say it to certain people. It just doesn't come out with coworkers. With my coworkers, I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> anyway, so today's missing person. I am doing a missing person from California. Can I tell you I was laughing about that today? What? Because I saw this screenshot of the missing person that I did. Mm-hmm. And I was laughing so hard because it just made me think about like the end of it. <laughs> And Daddy Warhouse. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did you just wreck my room now? <laughs> I was like, I hate it here. <laughs> right. Missing person from California. 
Today's missing person is Muhammad Abdullah. He has been missing since April 21st, 2019. He was born July 25th, 2015. He went missing along with his father, sister, brother. Oh my gosh. And they were last seen April 21st, 2019 in Oakland. No one really knows anything other than he was last seen with his siblings and his father. He has black hair, brown eyes. At the time, he weighed 35 pounds. Wait, how old is he? When he went missing? Yeah. Four. Okay. Right? It doesn't say here, which is weird. Weird. <laughs> you said his date of birth? Mm-hmm. Okay. What was his date of birth? Uh, I'm sorry, I usually zone out when you guys do this. 7-25-2015. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Three. At the time of missing, he was four. He was four years old. They were last seen in Oakland, California. They were in a black Lincoln MKT. The license plate number is 35859A as an Apple 2 for California. Highly doubt they're still in that car, though. Anyway, if you have any information or know anything about when they went missing or if you have possibly seen them recently, please call the Oakland Police Department at 510-238-3641 or 911, as always. And again, the missing child is Muhammad Abdullah. He's super cute, too. He's a little itty-bitty. Sorry, everybody. My episode was so depressing this week. It wasn't depressing. It was, we everyone's said so that. quiet in here. Oh, We're it, waiting it, for the missing persons to end. Anyway, well, I'm just saying, like, the whole time. Like, y'all was all hype, and then once it got to, like, I was still waiting for a second person to come through. Yeah, I told you there was no second person. I told you that like in the beginning. I believe you. I know you didn't believe me. Neither one of you. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, don't believe me. Okay, because I told you. You I've watched too many that it wasn't a suicide. I just watched another one yesterday. You're all like, curveball. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm sitting here, I'm like, what? I know. Like the one last week, that messed me up. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thanks. I know! Exactly. See? Yep. Now you're on it. We're talking about the unsolved one, right? Yep. Yep. Freaking pissed me off. Yo, seriously, though, for that shit, we need to start, like, a Scooby-Doo investigator mystery machine shit and take yeah, You can do that by yourself. I ain't Just got wait, no time for this. Just wait, because I got this one that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's it. That's, That's all, all I getting. can give you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give too much information. It's about this person. Mm. I don't even want to say what I want to say because when I do say it, it's just going to be like when we get to the store, you're going to be like, oh my God. We're going to the store? When I get to the story. Oh. We're going oh, to the story. I, if you want to go to the store with me. No. No, I'm not. I want really to go to bed. I want to go to bed too, but I need to go to the it's grocery late. store. I'm tired. I'm, I'm really tired. Too. I was tired before I got here, and I had a migraine. Sorry. Fun. Anyway, so <laughs> you can watch this, Leslie. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. It is. I can put it on my phone. 
This is what I do. I can send you the link for the Hulu. Okay, yes. Um, it is... I'll watch that instead of The Great. Oop. Yeah. <laughs> so it is Homicide for the Holidays, Season 1, Episode 3. Okay. okay. Season 1, Episode 3. Got it. Yes. And that's the only one I can watch. Gotcha. Um, no, you can watch... Season two, episode one, because that's the story, the last story that I did, the Robertsons. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you have two you can watch, and I can send you. Did I one. watch that one and not actually pay attention? Yes. Probably, because it's season one, episode three. But that's definitely not the, the way that I thought that it went. She did more research instead of just watching it. No, because. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> interesting yeah but anyways all my sources will be on the description don't forget to check out our myspace-esque website you can read my wonderful bio page where i tell you all the don't look about my like don't well by then no i don't i'm mine's just gonna mine's i'm telling you mine's just gonna say she didn't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> She's so obnoxious. Everyone just smack her. Just smack her. Which really, I, I already told her. I, I was dragged. I literally yeah. called Linda and I was like, so I have this idea for this podcast that I really want to do. And like, we're going to, it's going to be like murders and mystery and paranormal. My next story is paranormal. Just a heads up. Oh, yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, I thought I you were like, still like... This is what I'm going to do, and we just got to get this and this, and I was so excited, and then we went to Linda's house, we had like a little powwow in the dining room, and then whew, we bought equipment, and now we have upgraded equipment. Bam! But we still need more, so hit up that Patreon. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And listen to the ads, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, follow... Subscribe, bother us. I don't know. Discord. Yeah, we. You Instagram. still haven't thrown up the Discord. I haven't. How do I find a link for the Discord? I don't know how to you use just Discord. Share. You oh, just I'll share. It. Oh, it's I fine. don't know how. I got oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> so hopefully by now she creates these things, but doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah, that's why I have Jonathan for Discord. Yeah, he's my IT guy. He for know Discord. how to run shit. Anyway, so we'll see you guys later. Hopefully, your holiday season is going wonderful. I know mine is. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC The Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!